This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Well, hello and welcome in to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, our three pillars of protection program. I'm Ben George. He's Ted Alatsis. He is an estate planning attorney, an attorney and a counselor of law over to Latsis Law Firm in Brooklyn, New York. You'll find them online at latsislawfirm.com. You'll also be able to call them directly if you prefer to do that and talk about anything we discuss on this podcast. You can do so at 718-233-2903. Ted, welcome in. How are you? I'm, I'm good, Ben. Thank you. How, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. I know uh, I know you stay pretty busy, and uh, I know you don't have a, a ton of free time, probably, a lot, a lot of a lot of the year, but I was just thinking about you know when I whenever I do have a little downtime, I'll throw on the TV in the background or whatever. But there's always going to be one of those, it'll be a movie that'll that'll be on, and you know there's how many channels now if you have um, you know cable or YouTube TV or something. There's thousands of channels, so there's always something on. But is there a movie that you'll ever come across, and if you see it on, you'll always just automatically stop and watch a few minutes? Oh yeah, absolutely. For me, it's The Godfather, uh, oh, yeah, the original. One. You know, not not number two. Although number two would probably hook me in too sometimes, uh, or you know one of the Star Wars movies, you know the first of the first trilogy, not the not the second trilogy, that's for sure. Um, you know something like that. But but generally speaking, and and the third one is probably Apollo thirteen with Tom Hanks. Like uh, those three, uh, if they're ever on and I and I run into them, it's like oh my gosh, um, it's like catnip. It uh, <laughs> it draws me. It draw, it'll draw me in. Yeah, Godfather's a great one. I mean, that that is. I mean, it's a classic. I still wonder, you know, younger kids today. Do they? You think they are drawn to the Godfather as much? I know it's held up for for most people over time, but do you think almost cause we're we're what we're approaching fifty years? Yeah, it was fifty years uh, this year, I think actually. Yeah, uh, they were just celebrating. Yeah. Um. So you know, my goddaughter, who's now twenty, um, first watched it a few years ago on on my suggestion, and I think she's kind of gotten hooked on it. My, my daughter who just turned 18, just watched it for the first time. Uh, we sort of did, uh, you know, she was home from college for uh, a few weeks. So we, we kind of tried to watch a few movies off of the AFI 100, you know, mm-hmm. movies, great, greatest movies of all time. And that was one of them. So I, I said, let's watch that one. Um, so that, uh, so, so she's hooked now and uh, now she's ready to watch number two. Um, she even wanted to watch number three and I talked her out of that because, <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, anybody who's seen number three knows why. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it resonates. It's you know it's a it's such a well done movie, and and the characters are so rich, and the acting is just so so good. You know, it's it's a they're terrific films. Yeah, there's few movies that hold up over that that long of a period of time. So it's it speaks to how good that film actually is. But yeah, it's it's one of my favorites as well. And it's a classic for for most people. All right, I ask you that uh, Ted just to kind of warm you up because today's is going to be a mailbag edition of the podcast and we encourage you to send any questions you have if you just have something on your mind we're curious about something in regards to estate planning uh, you can always send it in to us alatsislawfirm.com is the website you can also schedule a meeting there as well but again if you ever want to call ted directly and uh and, and talk through any personal situation you have you can do so at 718 All right, so this first question comes in from Bill today, Ted, and he says, my oldest daughter just turned 18, which this situation might be familiar to you now, and just went off to college. She doesn't own anything. Her car is in my name, and she's in good health. Does she need a plan right now? So that's actually a great, great question, Bill. Um, You know, 
when we think about planning, we think about planning because we have assets and we want them to go to people um, and we want them to go or to charities or, you know, you know, specific wishes. So if you don't have assets, you know, why, why plan, right? But there are certain things that you do want to plan for and you still want to have, you know, someone in charge for, right? So that could be, you know, having someone uh, be able to make health care decisions for you if that if that needs to be the case or someone having having someone, you know, managing your legal affairs if, God forbid, you're, you're uh, incapacitated for any particular reason. So while you may not necessarily need a will or a trust or something of that nature, probably should address those health issues because you could run into a situation where, you know, someone needs to be empowered to do things for you. So, you know, planning in that, if, if you consider planning, and I and I do, if you consider planning to include, you know, naming a, a healthcare proxy or a power of attorney or setting forth a living will, then I think, um, you know, yes, absolutely. Um, your, your daughter, Bill, should start planning at least something. Um, and then, you know, think about what it is she may want in the future when and if she starts making money, start making, you know, uh, accumulating assets. I assume as somebody at that age, uh, I don't know, I was not thinking about an estate plan at 18. So I know it's it's probably the parents bringing them in to you and, and, and talking through some things. But I guess that's something that you work with their parents alongside them, right? As through that process, not something like, hey, I know my daughter needs to work on some things. Here she is. You can talk with her about it. It's, it's probably a family process, right? Yeah, of course. And, and then in that scenario, there's, you know, conversations that have to be had about, you know, what happens if uh, mom and dad are leaving, you know, her something, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you might want to plan something in that, in, in that scenario. So, so there are, you know, circumstances where, you know, it probably should not be an independent uh, type of arrangement. It should be something that's, that's involved with the parents at that point, um, just to kind of, you know, make everything kind of smooth. Got it. Thank you for that question, Bill. Good question and something to be thinking about. Probably not on everybody's radar, so I'm glad you brought it up to us here on the podcast. All right, next question is from Brian. It says, my children are young adults, 20 and 23. Are they legally allowed to be a power of attorney for me? And if they are, is that a good idea? Hmm. Okay, Brian, um, great question. Certainly, you know, legally speaking, anyone over the age of 18 can be a power of attorney for someone or an agent uh, for someone, and and that's perfectly legal. Whether it's appropriate or a good idea for your 20 and 23-year-olds to be your agents, uh, you know, it depends on them, right? And, and your perception of, of their ability to be responsible, you know, individuals. Um, you know, I, I know 20 and 23-year-olds who are very responsible and, you know, can handle all kinds of, of things maturely, uh, deliberatively, and, and responsibly. And I know 30 and 40-year-olds who, you know, need powers of attorney for themselves because they can't handle, you know, their own affairs, let alone someone else's, right? So at the end of the day, you know, it's the maturity level, it's the responsibility, it's the attention to detail, it's, you know, being able to seek out advice from professionals when needed. Um, those are the types of characteristics that an agent should have, not necessarily the time clock of, um, or, the, or the, the criteria of how long they've been on this earth. So, so that's that, that at the end of the day, it's not about the age, it's about the maturity of the individual you're, you're putting in that spot. So that's truly one of those case by case decisions, right? I mean, that's not something you can really even give general advice like, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I'd say yes or no. That's truly a person by person example. Absolutely. All right, Brian, thanks for that uh, good question. And, um, and hopefully that helps you out again. If you want to learn more, you can always visit us online, alatsislawfirm.com. You can schedule a meeting there with Ted as well. All right, we got one more question here from Brenda. She says, I just got married. My wife and I don't have children yet, but we might in the future. 
Should I list guardians in my estate plan now or wait until children are born? Another another great question. And you know, these questions from young people is 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 heartening because you know, <laughs> frankly, young people don't think about these types of things, right? So um, you know, generally speaking, when someone comes in for an estate plan, they're they're you know generally older, they've they've you know much more established financially, um, have some assets, things of that nature. So, you know, the fact that we have some people who are just getting started in life uh, asking questions is great. With regards to Brenda's question, look, at the end of the day, if you don't have any children yet, you know, naming guardians probably isn't necessary. You know, one of the, the things about appointing a guardian is you want to make sure that the person you're appointing kind of fits your values, understands, you know, how it is that you want your kids to be raised, would be likely to be inclined to raise your children in the same way. So not seeing that type of interaction, not knowing that type of interaction before any children are born, seems to me would it would be counterproductive to kind of select someone at random um, to do that. That doesn't necessarily mean that someone you're thinking about a potential guardian or being a potential guardian for your someday children wouldn't necessarily be someone you know already, but I would think it's probably more prudent um, more valuable to make that term determination once the children are born and once that potential guardian has had an opportunity to interact with those children. So I, I think it's not necessarily a good idea to do that now. I, I don't think there's necessarily any harm to it, but I, I, I don't think it's a good idea to do that now. Yeah. Great conversation to be having now, I guess. Right. But really setting, settling on a decision isn't necessary at this point, but it, to your point, it, it's great to be having those discussions and be thinking through those those questions because it'll just make it easier when the time comes to actually sit down, put some names on the paper. You've already con- gone through it and been very thorough in that process. Right. I think most couples, you know, have conversations like that before they have children and think about, you know, who, who they want in their extended families um, and, and who they want to be involved in their children's lives. And so it's not an unusual question to think about, but it's not one you usually make a determination about before the children are born. Gotcha. Very good. You, you mentioned uh, the usual age of clients being not on the younger side before starting families. What, what, when typically do you see people come into your office? Dad? So I would say the majority of people who come into my office uh, to talk about estate planning have been around, you know, after their mid thirties, ha- have a child or two, have put together some assets, maybe a house, uh, you know, substantial bank account, something like that. Um, and, and, you know, they realize they have things that they need to take care of, right? They tend to have children at that point. Um, and so they want to make sure that the children are taken care of if something should happen to, to them. And so, like I said, mid thirties, you know, 40, that, that's about when people start feeling a little bit more mortal, um, yeah. for lack of a better term. Um, so it's not common that you have, you know, people in their twenties coming in talking about estate planning, let's say they're coming in talking about their parents. So, but, you know, because people are, you know, out of the workforce, uh, much younger these days and are making, you know, people who are coming out of college these days are often making, you know, large sums of money if they're in, say, the tech industry or some other industries in in New York, you know, it's not an uncommon thing to to see. People are establishing their families earlier or they're establishing their assets earlier. And so they're coming in more frequently at at a younger age than say they were, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Is it ever too early to do an estate plan? I mean, if you're in your 20s, is it, I know it's always a good thing to have, but is it necessary at that age? 
Again, it, it depends on the circumstance, right? So okay. if, if you have children, if you have assets, then yeah, absolutely. You come in, you can come in at 20 and do an estate plan, right? Because you can have a kid already and, and uh, you can have a house. I mean, that, that, that can happen or you've inherited an estate or, you know, something like that. Right. So, so that's, so there's no reason why you shouldn't do one at 20 or 21 in that scenario. But um, if you haven't established anything and you haven't done anything and you haven't uh, put away a nest egg and you don't have any children, then, you know, it, it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility that you won't even think about doing an estate plan until you're, you're older and you're, your forties or something like that. So it really depends on each circumstance. Got it. Well, if you have questions about your plan, if you're thinking about starting your plan, if you haven't, you know you should get an estate plan built and started. Again, you can visit TED online. AlatsisLawFirm.com is a website. There's a contact link in the top right corner. You can schedule a meeting there and you can call them directly as well at 718-233-2903. And again, if you want to send in a question to the show, we're happy to try to do our best to answer it here. But again, to get a really detailed answer and one that's specific to your case, of course, it's always best to go meet in person so that uh, Ted can learn about your situation completely. But we always love to hear from you. So thank you for sending those questions in. Ted, I appreciate your insight into these matters. And I love uh, love hearing these different scenarios. I think it kind of triggers people to think a little bit more too, I think, and, and relate back to what they're doing because there's some things you might not ever think about reasons why you need to or what you should be thinking about or you know different considerations you might should be making with your estate plan but these questions really help that absolutely absolutely and uh, keep the questions coming i love them all right well thank you for listening to this episode of new york's asset protection roundtable a three pillars of protection program you can find us online again alatsislawfirm.com and the number to call ted and his team is 718 718- Two three three two nine zero three. If you have not subscribed to the show, please do so. You'll find us on every podcasting platform. We'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks. Ted, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, Ben. See you then. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.